Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Hey, everybody. This is your, uh, your consummate host of the Youth School Podcast. This is Scott Schimmel. And uh, we are in a theme for the next couple months talking about story and uh, the idea that uh, not only are our lives in a story, but also it's through stories that we see the world and interact with the world. And a lot of the work we do with youth school is helping people uncover and discover and understand their own story. And uh, so I'm, I'm thrilled to have Brittany on the podcast today. And Brittany, you don't know this, but I hardly ever actually introduce Anybody in the shot? I'd rather just hear from your perspective, like not only who are you and what are you doing in the world, but um, again, we're talking about stories. So the, the 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 backstory, how did you get into your work and what what led you there? So first of all, I want to say thanks for taking time, especially on a late Friday afternoon. You're in New York. I'm in San Diego. So this is way later for you. So thanks for taking the time and introduce yourself to the yeah. audience. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about my backstory. Um, I'm a story person. I know you're a story person yeah. too. So I'm excited to dig into it. But before I go into it, though, I am a college admissions counselor. So I'm an independent counselor. I'm based in Brooklyn. Um, I've been doing this for about seven years. And my career story and my personal story are, are very much connected. So mm. growing up, I was... I guess kind of like a typical overachiever type student athlete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as I got older, I sort of started to not fit into that typical, I guess, good student mold. Um, I went to a number of different high schools, just trying to find something that was a good fit for me. My parents were really concerned, wanted to find something that was a good fit for me. Uh, and I didn't have some great experiences mm. early on. I was actually asked to leave a school. Really? Um, and yeah, uh, it was, it was That's a, bad a really fit. nice way to say that. <laughs> it was a bad fit. Talk a lot about fit in college admissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ended up back at my local public high school. Um, and unfortunately things went kind of downhill for me there. Mm. Um, so by the time it came for me to apply to college, you know, my GPA wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. It was, you know, high 2.8, you know, 7, 8, or 9, you know, in that range. Uh Um, There's some C's on there for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I had decent test scores though. Um, But my high school counselor really didn't believe in me. Um, Mm. I had had some, some disciplinary issues um, early in my time, my time in high school, you know, 10th mm-hmm. grade. Uh, but both my parents had gone to college. Both my parents had gone to four-year uh, mm-hmm. colleges, and they really thought that I should go to college, that that was something that mm-hmm. they wanted me to do. And I wanted to go to college, too. I was really excited about going to college. But my high school counselor was not so excited about really? me applying yeah, out of state. He thought, really, I should just, if I was going to go anywhere, I should just apply to maybe my, my state institution and probably keep my my list at that Um, but you know fast forward through that process and I I did 
get into college. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went to the University of Vermont. So my parents, they, they were excited for me to get away. Um, yeah. And I think that was a good thing. Um, and my sort of journey in higher education kind of took off from there. Um, so I went to the University of Pennsylvania for grad school. I went to George Washington University for my doctorate. And all of those degrees have actually been in education. Um, yeah. And so in thinking about you know, my career path and my career story, I always thought back to, you know, my experiences. And I just was really drawn to education. I was drawn to how education works. I was drawn to how education doesn't work for some Mm -hmm. people. Um, And I, you know, did some exploring and it it, it wasn't on purpose that I got a job in admissions initially, Mm. uh, but I really fell in love with it. And when I started to reflect back and really began to connect the dots, I felt like that was the perfect place for me to be. Hmm. So I spent many years working in higher ed, working in student affairs, um, working in admissions, you know, as the person that reads these application files. Um, And then about seven years ago, I decided to switch sides and really get in a position where I can help families, you know, through this process. It's a tough process. It's not always a transparent process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really work with all different types of students. So students that go to Ivy League schools and students that have disciplinary records and 2.8 GPAs yeah. like me. Um, and it's, it's just super rewarding to be able to look back on my journey and help people have a more positive journey mm-hmm. toward college and toward secondary education. By the way, I'm sorry to introduce you as a doctor. I will from now on. (laughs) Tell me more about why you shifted from admissions to doing work on your own. I think that there's a couple of reasons that I shifted. Um, I kind of am a little, I'm I'm antsy, (laughs) I guess I would say. So the work environment itself, I think that anyone that's thinking about their career, um, that's something that you don't often think about early in your career. Like what type of work environment best Mm -hmm. suits you? Um, is it good for me to get up and leave the house every day, kind of do the nine to five thing, go to an office or something different? Um, and I figured out pretty early on that that uh, going to an office every day and sort of that, that typical work schedule just wasn't the best for me. Yeah. But I think the biggest factor was also um, I didn't like rejecting students <laughs> specifically. Um, and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in admissions that I just, thought was just really uncool and not fair and I loved there are certain parts of working in admissions that I loved so I loved working one-on-one with the candidates with the applicants yeah Yeah. like sort of give providing them information helping them through the process and I loved reading their applications Hmm. I loved reading their essays I loved reading their stories Um, and as someone that enjoys writing I and having worked in admissions I I had, you know, a couple people that would ask me, you know, friends of friends and family friends, stuff like that, um, to look at their kids' essays and to kind of give them some advice. And I just started to put two and two together and really thought deeply about the things that I enjoyed about the role. Hmm. And then, you know, sort of stroke of luck, I met someone um, that was an independent counselor and really learned a lot about how what I was doing in admissions and just my really kind of deep knowledge about higher education and how it works, Hmm. um, how I could translate that into a role as an independent counselor and took the plunge. And that was that. Yeah. 
Well, your your entire line of business has obviously been in the news a lot lately. <laughs> this operation was it Varsity Blues, and this huge like sh takedown by the FBI of parents. Like, so maybe this is a week or two late. But what's your what's your what was your first I guess reaction when you're hearing the news come out about parents manipulating the entire system? This is a loaded question. <laughs> I know. <It's> <laughs> my first thought my first thought was that it's sad um mm. it's really sad it's sad because essentially these parents are telling their children you're not enough you know you're not good yeah. enough yeah. Um, and because of that i'm going to do this for you and you know you can't do this on your own mm. and i think that's just a horrible horrible message to send anyone and especially to send someone at such you know, a formative age. So, yeah. so really just sadness um, and frustration, I guess, a little bit too, because on the other end, you know, there's parents on one end and there's the schools, but then there's also kind of, there were some, some people in, in my role involved, um, but those, those people aren't the majority. So yeah. the majority of people in my line of work are actually members of professional organizations and yeah. they really love what they do and they do things, you know, right. Um, so it's sad kind of on that front too, to see sort of what we do put in a bad light. Well, with the theme of story, I think when I was watching the news and reading some of the news articles, I think the lens I was looking through um, and having this, I had the same reaction as you, like the gosh, that's so sad. Like that's, that's crazy. It's come to that, it's, or, or at least to several people, it's come to that. But the idea of manipulating the story about who you are, and in this case, it's parents manipulating the story about who their kids are in order for someone to like purchase a story. There's not to use too much like commodities language, but there's, there's something there about the story I have is, is not the story that's going to fit where I'm trying to get it to fit. You're not going to buy this story. So let's, let's, let's purchase another one. Let's create another one. Um, I guess, I don't know what the question is in that, but what are your thoughts on that? So I think that, that this idea of creating a story, um, creating this certain persona or you know, whatever yeah. you want to call it for the application um, is a bad idea. And it actually, <laughs> yeah. it actually puts students at a disadvantage. So one of the ways that your story comes through in your application is in your essays. Um, mm -hmm. And so you don't get a ton of opportunities to really show admissions officers in your words, what mm -hmm. matters most to you and why, who you are and what you're all about and the stuff that they you know can't glean from your resume or your grades or your test scores. Um, if you don't present that authentic, true self, that behind-the-scenes look in the application, you're at a huge, you know, disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back to sort of your um, your question, like what you were mm -hmm. what you were talking about about like sort of creating that package. Uh, admissions officers, although there's no like formal training on mm -hmm. this, they are able to sense when a story is a manufactured story yeah. or if it's an authentic story and 
it's just a vibe you can get. I mean, there mm. are some kind of telltale signs, like, you know, there are certain words that 17 year olds don't use, you know, yeah. right? Um, or it just sounds like a 45 year old you know, wrote it. Um, or the story is just so ridiculous, you can't believe it. Um, mm. But it's, I think it's so much of that, you know, that trying too hard type of story, or yeah. that when you sense a student is trying to tell you something that they think you want to hear, mm-hmm. that in and of itself is not being authentic. That yeah. means you are trying to craft something for. Yeah what you think, you know, who you think the reader is or what they want to see and hear. Um, and, and back when you were an, an admissions counselor for university, when you would get a sense, what, what did you do? Like, what's the typical response if you're reading this story and think, man, this just doesn't smell right, sound right. It doesn't seem believable. What, what do you do with that? Well, there's no like formal process for saying like, okay, we need to do some extended research on this person or something or, um, but there are ways to kind of check the story. Right. And so one of the ways is looking at the other components of the application. Mm -hmm. So the letters of recommendation, for example, Mm -hmm. if the story, the students presenting, let's say in the personal statement, like nothing kind of comes up to, you know, check that in those other letters. Yeah. That, is a red flag. And then the other, the other component might be not all schools have this, but the interview. So many schools Mm. do have this, uh, this interview and there's an interview report. And so if a student, you know, says they had this crazy thing happen in their life or something, and it never comes up in an interview, that would be like a pretty big red flag. Um, I have also heard that admissions officers, and this is rare, they can call high school guidance counselors and ask them questions. So that's why honesty is so important in this process. You just, you have to be honest, you have to be truthful, but even beyond that, like you should just be yourself because that's, you know, colleges don't admit, um, I don't know how to put this, colleges don't, they admit people, right? They admit yeah. people. They don't admit numbers. They Holders. don't, you know, Essays. yeah, they, yeah. they want to know the real you, the, mm-hmm. who you are, what you're all about. So I really try to get students to understand that it's okay. And yeah. it's actually to your benefit to be your unique self, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's interesting. My, I, recently, I, I, at my mom's house found my college essay that I wrote. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, my mom is like, if, you know, there's hoarders, you keep everything. She's like the opposite of that. So it's like the one thing that made it through from my childhood. I don't know why, but there's this little file folder and I open it up and there's my University of San Diego college application. I re- and I, so I read the essay and I was so fascinated by it and I started reading it. I'm like, who wrote this? Like literally, I don't, I don't remember. Obviously it was me, but it doesn't seem like me because nothing, this, the tone didn't sound like me. I clearly wrote something that I thought I wanted someone else to think that this was impressive. And so I guess my question in that is there's so many students that I know and have known that when you, when it comes to sitting down with them and saying, Hey, tell me your unique story. They just sort of blink at you. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? There's nothing dramatic. I'm a normal kid who's gone to school and done well. And I played a sport like that's, that's it. So I guess my question is how, how do you, 
how do you respond to that? And then how do you help an average, I'm using air quotes here, average ordinary kid that hasn't had anything dramatic happen in their life, uh, tell a story about themselves? Like how, what's the process you take them through? Yeah, so we actually do a pretty formal brainstorming process um, mm -hmm. with the students that we work with, and it's not easy at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and not for us, it's not easy for them. <laughs> it's not easy for them to do brainstorming. Um, but the reason that we do it is because we believe, and I say we because I have a couple colleagues that I work with, mm -hmm. um, we believe that everyone has a story. We know mm -hmm. everyone has a story. And sometimes it's hidden in plain sight and sometimes you need to dig around for it. So yeah. we really get our students to dig around you know, in, in their backstories, in their lives. And often that means getting them to think about the stuff that's hard to think about, um, the stuff that might feel embarrassing, um, mm -hmm. you know, getting them to you know, be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It might be getting them to talk about some failures that they've had, you know, things like that. Um, and it's like I said, it's not, it's not always easy. They don't always like that process because it is, you know, it makes you vulnerable. You, you have to, yeah. you know, kind of get this stuff out there. But from my experience, when it comes to admissions essays, vulnerability is where it's at. <laughs> like I, yeah. that's my, you know, go to <laughs> if I can give anyone mm -hmm. advice that has to think about where is you know, approaching this college application process and, and thinking about, you know, the story that they're going to present in their personal statement. Um, I would push you to think about the hard moments in your life, the embarrassing yeah. things, the stuff that you might not want to tell people that you might not feel comfortable talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think going to that place is where kind of the good stuff is. And it's not that admissions officers, well, they do want to see your human, right? Yeah. Um, that's nice, but they want to get a sense of like your, your personal characteristics. Like what have you been through? Like how have you developed into the person that you are? Um, you know, whether that's, you know, resilient or funny or mm -hmm. loving or mm -hmm. whatever you, you know, those traits that you really feel like make you, you, that's what admissions officers want yeah. to know about. And so you're often not going to see that in some of the, the really typical essays, mm -hmm. the big sports win or the yep. first time you got a B or, <laughs> you know, something. Grandma died. Yeah, I mean, and those things, yes, they probably all have affected you in some way, but yeah. just going a little bit further, yeah. digging a little bit deeper um, can be just so helpful. One of my best friends at a college, his first job was as an admissions counselor. And one day I said, what do you do all day? And he's like, I just read, read, read. And he's like, it is so boring. And then I, but then I said, well, does it ever, do you ever read anything that's like crazy? He's like, oh yeah, every now and then. And, and then he's like, and then we all walk around the office and you're like, you got to read this one. <laughs> so oh, totally, totally. You, are there any of those that stick out to you that you could share in your, in your years of doing this, like an essay or something that you, that just felt, I don't know, uh, absurd or ridiculous or just um, crazy? I don't have too many crazy crazy <laughs> ones uh -huh. um but i do have a number that i really like 
Um, mm. And I think all the essays that I tend to really like have a theme. <laughs> and the mm. theme is they show students in their most vulnerable moments. Yeah. Because to me, that's the craziest thing mm -hmm. a 17-year-old can do. Yeah. You know, that's the, <laughs> in my mind is by putting themselves out there, um, that is what really you know, sticks with me. And whether that is a really weighted topic, like um, maybe a student's sort of journey to being able to come out to his mm -hmm. friends, his or her friends or his or her family, um, or if it's something that's a little bit more lighthearted. Um, I had an essay, for example, that a young woman wrote that was about the time she spent in her parents' um, you know, nail salon. Hmm. A little, a little tiny moment, like a sliver of of someone's life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was colorful. It was a colorful essay too, and mm -hmm. and that uh, was a fun way to to remember it. But but I do just really think that the most memorable um, and the essays that I really kind of hang on to yeah. are the ones where I feel a connection to the student. I almost like I feel like they told me a secret. There is nothing that's gonna wake somebody up like a well-told story. Even better, stories that are vulnerable, real, and relevant. But what stories can you share? We hear all the time from teachers and from leaders, I don't really have any stories. I've got nothing interesting in my life to share. Well, you're wrong. You just haven't taken the time yet to really think about it, to really recall and reflect the stories from your life that would be meaningful and relevant to the people that you're trying to influence and lead. That's why we put together Your Story Library. It's a really simple tool you can download and start to remember stories from your life. Go to the show notes, download Your Story Library today, and start working on remembering all the interesting, fascinating, vulnerable, and real stories from your life so that you can influence others. When given kind of the state of affairs these days, and it's it's not just a news scandal, it, you know, it's not just parents that are going to these extraordinary unethical places to get their kids into school, but there's there's also uh, around that a much broader conversation around the entire college prep, college admissions process of the extraordinary stress and competition and, and getting worse and worse every year. And I know, for example, I was sharing with some people yesterday that when I got into college, it, was, it wasn't that hard. And even at USD where I went, I had a, this is not bragging, but it was a top academic scholarship now. And now they're, what my friend told me is I'd probably, I, I might get in, but I definitely wouldn't get any scholarship extended to me. So it's, it's changed and, and mental health is affected and, and students dealing with anxiety and rejection. And so I guess my question on that, what do you think is going to change or even on the flip side of that, if you could change something, what would it be? I think well, I would change a lot of things. But <laughs> I'll, I guess I'll tackle first what might change. Um, I mean, I think possibly a lot could change and quite possibly very little could change. So hmm. like our system of higher education has been how it has been for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and although I'm absolutely a glass half full type of person, mm -hmm. 
I don't think we're going to see anything change soon on like the college end of things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so from the top down. Yeah. However, I do think something that will change is something that has to change because of the sort of way college admissions is going. Um, so not everyone can get into top 25 schools, even yeah. top 50 schools. Um, students and parents need to widen their college knowledge. They need mm. to think outside of the box more. They mm -hmm. need to learn about different schools, new schools, schools that they don't know. Um, and they need to do this because not everyone can go to the same schools. Mm. So you can have an amazing academic experience, social experience at so many colleges and universities. Mm. You just need to open your mind to those schools yeah. and you need to research them. And you need to look beyond the brand names that are those everyday names that we know. Mm -hmm. um, the college admissions landscape now requires it. And to me, that's actually a good thing. Um, hmm. I've always tried to push students to think outside of the box a little bit and not necessarily kind of follow the crowd. And I think that one change that we will see because of how competitive college admissions is getting is that students will start to do that. And we will start to hear more about schools that we don't know a lot about and that students might not know a lot about. Um, those schools will get more popular and mm. hopefully there won't mm -hmm. be this just laser focus on this super small set of colleges. Um, I go on lots of college tours. I have you know, colleagues that I know that have worked at different colleges and universities. There are so many amazing colleges in the U.S. and abroad that there is just mm. no need to be just going crazy over 5, 10, 15, 25 schools. Our students can get an amazing education at so many other different colleges and universities. Just yeah. the stress is not, it's just not, it's not worth it anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just not. Well, maybe this is putting the, letting the cat out of the bag a little bit, but uh, Brittany and I put together, this is speaking to the audience now, we put together the past few months, uh, a new digital course called Your Real College Essay Course. And, we're really intending that, that students that don't have access to uh, a high school counselor on their campus, when a lot of high schools have a 450 to 750 kids assigned to each counselor. So how are you ever gonna get personal attention? Or they don't have the access maybe in, in their community or uh, financial resources to, to work with someone like Brittany one-on-one, -on -one, that we wanted to create a way, a process for students to go through that can actually help them walk through and understand themselves, understand their real story, and be able to tell that in an articulate way. So we're going live with that, right, in the next few Not weeks. Soon. <laughs> soon. It's got to be soon. Um, it's been a labor of love and something we're both excited about that could have a real impact for a lot of students. Um, so what are you excited about when it comes to that course? I'm most excited about having students give us some feedback on, you know, the brainstorming. So I talked about yeah. that a little bit earlier. Yep. I'm a story person. The brainstorming is where these stories begin to emerge. So I'm really mm. excited to see, um, you know, what the students that take the course, you know, come up with, if it really helps them, you know, yeah. develop their thinking, deepen their thinking. And I hope that 
some of them will share their stories with us in, yeah. in the finished product, in the, in the essays, because everyone has a story. Yeah. Everyone has a unique story, an exciting story, and colleges deserve to hear that story. And so yeah. I'm just so hopeful that this course helps students unlock those stories and present you know, their best, mm-hmm. most authentic, you know, true self to admissions officers. And when I think about when I think about myself writing that sort of autopilot essay 20 years ago, because I thought that's what I what someone wanted me to say. And but but really, even more broadly than that, the entire process for me was just going through autopilot. I knew I was in my family going off to four year school. I knew that was the direction where all my friends were going from the high school I was at. Uh, but it, there was no real sense during that season of life of real discovery. There, I, I was not open. I was not thinking about things. I was not exploring who I was. And so the idea that we can actually leverage this pretty stressful season, maybe the most stressful season that a kid will go through in their, in some ways in their entire lives, maybe. Yeah, right. Until they, maybe they have kids. For some, or, yes. Some, yeah. Um, but we can actually leverage that season as, as uh, a, a time to actually really get to understand yourself and who you are and who you want to be. And that's, I think that's the great opportunity that the college essay particularly provides, that it forces you to look backwards. And by looking backwards, if you do that well, you will see where your life is headed and you'll be able to have a little sense of confidence and clarity and maybe agency to think, you know what, I want that story to change direction. I wanna go in a different, uh, down a different path. And so that would be amazing, Brittany, if we can reconnect in a year from now on the show and say, look, story after story of students saying, man, I really, this really helped me understand myself. And now I'm making different choices about my life path because of that. that. That's our dream. Absolutely. And I think it's possible with the course. And I think it's also possible when students and families and counselors and advisors and teachers and, and everyone that touches students' mm-hmm. college counseling and sort of college application journey um, yep. looks at it as a journey and as something that you can learn from and grow from and mm-hmm. kind of do in a way that is true and good to you and also yeah. not that stressful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I took some great quotes from just what you're saying. I, I love your perspective. I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing it. I'm so glad that we can partner together. And uh, thanks again for being on the show. I hope you have a great warm spring New York weekends because I know it's going to be warm here in San Diego. So we'll send over some good vibes. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much, Scott. You know, I am a huge fan of yours, the U School. I'm so glad that we are working on this course together. So send some warm weather my way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Hey, thanks for joining us for the U School podcast. We wanted to let you know that we have a new free mini course that's available for you. It's called the Real Me Course. It's available on our website. Go to theuschool.com forward slash register. Create an account and you'll see the Real Me course available for you for free. Within three quick exercises, you can get clear about your identity, about who you are, and what matters to you. Let us guide you through video and through interactive prompts for you to figure out and get clear about your real story. So go to theuschool.com and thanks for joining us today.